two daddies, and you're listening to Slurmcast, a podcast for no reason. Today we'll be discussing Season 6, Episode 4, Proposition Infinity. My name is Michelle Burlingame. With me, as always, are Tommy Roulette. How's it going? Pete Woodward. That's me. And our guest today is bad boy filmmaker Jeffrey Lang. Hey there. She didn't tell me you worked with Puff Daddy. (laughs) Puff Daddy? Is that bad boy? Bad boy records? That's how I remember him. Back in the okay. back in the day, I I don't even know what he's what, called anymore. What, what year was that, Pete? Nineteen ninety aught something. Okay, I was gonna uh, make a yeah. Pete's old joke, but <laughs> you were in single digits. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I was an adult, and you were like in grade school. It's that's it's a reality I've come to live with these days. Thanks for coming on the show, Jeff. Yeah, no problem. Happy to be here. Are you really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. Was my enthusiasm not there? Let me bring it. I, you know, uh, you're you're probably a much better actor than I am. Um, we said this on the uh, bonus episode last week, but it was we were all set to go, and then Tuesday morning, uh, me and our guest and Michelle all got like the same horrible coughing virus. And I'm probably the only one that still has it. Like I've been hacking yeah. up I mean, since I, then. I'm still coughing every once in a while, but my throat was really, the, the issue was I com- I lost my voice completely. Yeah. In so, like three hours, it just went. Yeah. I was, I was giving a training at work and it was on the phone and I just, it, it felt like all of a sudden I just like my vocal cords just seized up and I put my phone on mute and I thought that I was going to hack up my lungs <laughs> for a few minutes and people were asking me questions, but like I was coughing and I was muted. So they didn't know why suddenly I just like went silent. She's like, fuck you. I, you're dumb. You should know that already. Well, I'm I happy ha- to be in a small room with both of you. So I'm fine. This. I don't think I'm contagious anymore. <laughs> I just don't touch anything or... Well, we we were practicing this weekend. Our drummer was in town, mm-hmm. and the practice space was easily like a hundred and ten oh, degrees. Sure. Gross! And so, oh, it was so gross. It was just like the sweat was literally just dripping off of us the entire time we were in the room. But I think that burned out the bulk of the virus. But it moved from like my head into my throat and chest now. So I'll be dr- eating these Ricola lozenges while we record. Ricola. So if you hear little sucking noises. I'm doing a good Jerry Lewis impression. And that's that's really what I'm working on. Um, I, so I think, and I've probably said this before, I just can't remember since it's been so long since we've recorded a regular episode. Um, the Jumbotron is officially down to nothing. I think it's short intro yep. sequences, and this is going to be it for the rest of the, mm-hmm. the thing. Okay, I believe so. Someday I'll stop even noting it in my notes. But <laughs> it, it, <laughs> just got to take it out. No more weirdo cartoons. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, it took like 80 episodes for autocorrect to recognize Jumbotron. And now that I can spell it out normally and it'll autocorrect to the right thing, like I kind of just want to keep doing it to prove to Tim Cook or Steve Jobs that I'm right. Um, <laughs> that hovercopter crashed, like reporting on itself. <laughs> I've just learned that my last words were back to you. <laughs> that, I hated Jim. Oh, that was so good with Morbo. I mean, and, and it's as as Futurama is uh, so freakishly uh, predictive of the actual things. I, I I mean, just in the last week, there's a thing where the newsroom got shot up by the lunatic, where mm-hmm. they were like reporting on their own massacre as it was happening. Nuts. Uh, which is terrifying. Crazy. I was actually. Um I, I decided to join the incident response training team at work. What so is I was that? I was in a meeting. It's, it's like what happens if 
something happens in the building, like a fire or there's a inclement, some sort of inclement weather. And it's like the people who have like the bright vests on that will lead you outdoors, lead you to the shelter areas or whatever. And so it's like emergency crossing guard. Inclement sounds like a mild word for that. Inclement weather. Like if there's a tornado and we need yeah, to take shelter like in the said, middle of the building, mild, like, maybe. yeah, any sort of disaster kind of or siren? emergency. I have a whistle. And a brightly colored vest and glow sticks. You're, you're loving this. But <laughs> I was in, this. yeah, you know I am. <laughs> um, I uh, it's it's I was in that meeting, like getting my training on being um, a, an incident response team member when they were like, "Oh, this is the kind of thing that you have to prepare for." The thing that's happening right now, where some dude is shooting up his workplace. Oh uh. my god! If you sever employment with them. Or they sever employment with you? Do you get to keep all of those things? I, I mean, like when you have to clear out your desk, whether by choice or not, can you just like tuck that stuff under? Are they why would you want it back? I don't know. Or why would you want it? Glow sticks, a whistle, <laughs> and a sweet reflective vest. You could take the reflective vest and then sneak into like events and be like a security. That's, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> so I, that would be a net positive. I probably. I mean, if 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 it was my choice to leave the building i probably could but if for some reason you know knock on wood i GTFO. lose my job then no because they don't let you go back to your desk you That's, get what you out you get escorted out yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about all your personal effects they box it up and send them to send it to you in the mail no way yeah that Most of the time, yeah. I mean, that's... It's a bank. Like, what are you going to do? Fire somebody and then let them go back to their desk? Escorted, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, you wouldn't let them log back into the computer and insert a virus or something, but, like, you should be able to pick up your cherished photos of whatever. They just put it in a box and mail it to you, at, I mean, at their own expense, but... My last job, I actually had a chance to, because they, I, it was, it's a big, long story, but I was, I was suspended for a few days while they investigated a oh false my. claim against me. Couldn't find proof that it was wrong, so I was fired. So. Wait, what? Yeah. Someone told someone, someone I did something I didn't do, and then they, they couldn't, couldn't prove, prove that, that I didn't, didn't do, do it. it, so they fired me. Well, they were they, they fired everyone in that department in the matter of like a month. That's guilty. some so Napoleonic justice. That's some guilty until proven innocent shit. Yeah, they they were looking for reasons to fire everyone and everyone except for like four people got fired and like a department of thirty people. Oh my so God. anyway, the they uh, they told me on the phone because the my only boss only person who was left above me who hadn't left the department or been fired already yeah. um, was in Kentucky. So she wasn't even physically in the building. They called me on my desk phone and told me we're suspending you. So I packed up everything that I wanted and just left my, left the crap. And then they tried to send me my trash and I, like, <laughs> I told them, they were like, we don't have a, a, a valid address on file for you, or we want to make sure the one that we have is right. Is this right? And I was like, don't bother. If we like, need I to, serve, if we need to process it. serve you, where where would we happen to find you? I mean, we want to send you your stuff. They, they mailed me. It was like a blanket that I had in my desk and then a coffee machine that was like communal that I had donated to the department. And I was like, I don't want it. I have like three coffee machines already. I, oh, my God. It's fine. Just throw it away. Anyway, back yeah. to Futurama. <laughs> so, this, so Proposition Infinity, this was the episode they did the live read on uh, several months ago to oh, launch yeah. Worlds of Tomorrow. So yes. I had some memories of I it. I forgot that. 
Um, <laughs> Even though we did a whole bonus episode on I, it. We might right? have been drunk. We kinda, I was certainly was, drunk when I watched them do it because it started real not, late. I was in bed and I fell asleep for the end. It was uh, whatever. But it, I the thing that bothered me about this, and there were some visual gags that I, I was happy to see, was just that like Annie is really mean to Kiff. Yeah, she's yeah. really she's fucking mean all awful of the time. I think I don't know. If she's she's necessarily she's certainly self centered. Cliche. Yeah, but like she's just being an asshole to him, and that that really upset me early on. Um, but the, then, uh, you know, and I guess that carries on. I mean, they need to have a precipitating incident for this. But then when it turns into uh, Morbo talking about the graffiti that's desecrating their city's filthy urine-soaked walls. <laughs> is, um, was, was this around the time that Exit Through the Gift Shop was going on? See, this was, I wanted to talk about this because I don't get the whole tile graffiti thing. I'm not sure where, what they were going for with that. Well, this there's like the, the Toynbee tiles. Out, right? so. so there's there's that aspect of it. I don't think it had anything to do with that. I you think don't? It, no. I think I, it was just, I, I think if it was anything, it was the Adult Swim, um, the Aqua Teen, yeah, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, Moonanite thing, where they were putting up the like light brights around was it boston or wherever uh, it was yeah, like a couple somewhere. big cities i saw a giant moon they thought night they in were las like, vegas once yeah they thought that the the devices were bombs or something because like no one had i mean i'm sure a select niche of people knew aqua yeah. teen at that point but it was only like a few seasons old and no one really got it i just <laughs> people I, thought they were bombs i wasn't sure because it, like when did Exit Through the Gift Shop come out? Um, 2008. Yeah, I was going to say 2009. But I, don't know. I thought, it was, I thought it was earlier than that. I was thinking 2005, 2006 because... 2010. Oh, wow. I was way off. Which and this, ep- this episode came out in 2010. Yeah, so there might have been some coincidence. But I don't know. It felt like a topical thing that I, yeah. I was missing. I mean, did, but are you familiar with the Toynbee tiles at all? Yes. No. There's somebody you know, as far as I know, still unknown who, um, who has kind of left these folk art mosaic graffiti pieces in various cities. I think mostly in Philadelphia, I believe some have been found in Cleveland and they'll like show up in a road in a pothole and it'll be like asphalted in or something or it'll like be, you know, stuck into a wall where bricks are or something. They're, they're called Toynbee tiles. I, I don't even know why that is unless they're feverishly researching this now. But that's because of that sort of mosaic-y piece that they did with all the Bender stuff. That's what it reminded me of. But then the fact that he was like, oh, I'm sneaking around and nobody's going to figure it out. That was more like the Banksy thing. Yeah, that's what that felt like. To me. Um, it's, it's like, uh, have you ever seen any Banksy stuff for real? No. I've come across it a couple times here and there. Um, well, you go places. I don't. I, I do, but it, like the one time it you wasn't traveled. even on purpose. Um, I was in Toronto and we were just walking like around our hotel to go get breakfast and then came up and there was this like wall painting that was behind plexiglass. And when we looked it up, we're like, oh, that was like an actual Banksy thing that got stuck there. And then they, the, it was Canada. So they preserved it as valuable art for the public to enjoy. Who knew? But it seemed like a whole, I mean, <laughs> With Bender, like, why the fuck would he be doing it anyway? 
it was weird. I think you, you said earlier, it's like an, they needed some sort of inciting incident. So he yeah. gets in jail. That's the inciting incident between him and Amy. Mm-hmm. And it um, could have been any random type It could have been thing. anything. It never really comes back in any way later in the episode. We no. see some of the tile art and the tornado on the house later. Yeah. But oh, it's never, yeah, yeah. It's never like, there's uh, no trajectory to it. it just I love the really sound. Done. That it makes when he's putting up the tail. Free I agree 100%. That was oh my god! Oh, that that was maybe my favorite thing of the whole is the hyper chicken. Like free just, call. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it gets some good gags out of it, and it's fun to watch him running around. And like, he's, yeah, that sound is fun. the sound is great. Well, and then Smitty and Earl be like, "It's time to beat him his rights." <laughs> they they just never lay off with the violent cop thing. It's pretty great. <laughs> Those sort of class up the place. Um, yeah, I. That could be like, if you graffitied on people, would that be considered assault? Yes. What I mean, just because I, you were I'm using my expertise here, I'm, I'm just I, it's just a <laughs> hypothetical. I mean, like if your friend passes out a party and draw dicks on their face, yeah, obviously. But I guess that's sort of you got to expect that what to happen. It, yeah, but what would be the criminal offense if if it got that far? Your passed out friend woke up that angry and vindictive. Um, I don't know. I'm, I, it would be assault. Could be. Mm-hmm. I would think so. Is personal vandalism a crime? <laughs> I mean, to, to be honest, I'm just glad I didn't wake up with dicks drawn on my face this weekend because I had a, a long night the other night. And, it's, you know, I, I didn't get woken up by that. I got woken up by my friend's seven-year-old going... Why are there so many people sleeping here? <laughs> you go, uh, just, just, we were up real late. Everybody got real tired. <laughs> that purple linguine that's in your bushes out front had nothing to do with me. <laughs> Gross. Well, look, it happens. Um, on that note, Kiff and uh, Amy argued all night, too. And the same thing they always argue about. He's just not manly enough for it, right? Yeah. I just get the feeling that she's never satisfied with whatever she has. Like she's perpetually grass is always greener, but the, uh, the hunk of the month calendar was, <laughs> was something else. I have a general Futurama question here. Yeah. Uh-huh. Are all pictures like Harry Potter animated? Is this a thing in the Futurama? Many of them are. Some tat- there's talking gonna, tattoos. Comment on the tattoos as well. There are just some mm-hmm. more things that kind of went over my head a little bit. Like Nixon on the the Nixon bucks on yeah. the three hundred big ones, like the three hundred dollar bill. Nixon's face is on it, and he it talks. Is there an explanation for this, or is this just cartoon logic that we roll with? Because it's the year three thousand, and it's the future. Oh, oh. I, it, technically it's three thousand ten. Right At this point, mm-hmm. yeah. I I mean it's and some of it though, like because I asked a lot of those questions as we've gone through this too. I mean, some of it is just like a one off thing. I, um. I think the talking tattoos have only started to come. This might be like the second time those have come up. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just, it's like they've established the gag, so they'll return to it when they're feeling lazy or particularly clever. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, the, the sax playing firefighter Todd. Um, <laughs> I, Why did he have a saxophone? <laughs> I was going to ask you that. I mean, it was it, the hunk, it's funny. <laughs> the hunk of the month club is certainly not geared towards my demographic. I don't think it's geared towards yours, Tom. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's geared towards yours, Jeff, but it I might fall into hunk. yours. <laughs> I mean, why is like in the Lost Boys when that guy is oh, yeah, playing? That's why I, I hate, still believe. That's why I hate sex. And he's a he's a 
the bodybuilding guy with the mm-hmm. Jerry Curl extensions and Spenders, just the oil. Right? Or is it? I think yeah, he's all... got like an open flowing, like a pirate shirt. No, he's shirtless. Is he shirtless? I thought it was just like open. No, he's shirtless, had, like, he's all been, oiled up, playing the like saxophone. It's been like five years since I've seen that. Why, why the saxophone? Really what is it that's right? so... Not that I guess aren't. as like sultry, sexy in- instruments go, the saxophone is like stereotype romance music maker. Like Kenny G. Yeah, yeah mm, <laughs> I don't know about that specifically. You reveal but... something about yourself here, Michelle. I mean, like morphine, sure, absolutely. Like Dana Colley, that guy plays some sexy horns. Saxophone's a sexy instrument. It can be. It can also be yakety sax, <laughs> <laughs> which you know that that's a. Uh, uh, I mean, I guess when you pair it up with the Benny Hill visuals, it's kind of sexy too. It's, <laughs> it's sort of like high-speed molestation. Uh, Who doesn't like that? Um, the burp ringtone identifying itself as Bender seemed to be a little on the nose. I recognize the smell. It's gross. <laughs> I it's wish my phone. Not, I did not approve of that. I one. wish gross. That was the gross sound effect of the episode. Yeah, right? like, I had some texture at the end of it. Yeah. Uh, I wish that my phone had smell tones, though. That might be cool. Mm-mm. I love if this technology, can... even though it's still a console phone set on the table at the side of the couch. Yeah. yeah. I actually, I didn't even think about that. Like, it was were there ever console phones that let you? set different ringtones for people? I would doubt it. Mm. I don't know. I mean, is this a thing where when this show came out, they sort of committed to their phone technology and then that changed, but they committed to their... Oh, no. They had a rotary flip phone last episode or a couple episodes ago. The one that you watched with me was the uh, Attack of the Killer app, right? Oh. The iPhones? The iPhones? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it's it's all over the place. That's one of my biggest critiques of the show that has led to the audience hating me over the years. <laughs> You're too particular about the about the the world building. I just, here. just cartoon logic bothers me. I'm with you, man. I'm all about like you got to commit. I like to, consistency. You build your world and commit to it. You know, you can't just throw off a one off joke and now that destroys your whole. Mm. But they do. Not often, but it happens. Was it was it um, was Bender just calling Amy because she's rich? He's like, oh, she's my rich friend, and that'll take care of that. Probably. Yeah. Cause, well, because his bail is five grand. And Fry wouldn't have that. No, absolutely not. <laughs> you know like, you know the floor slave safe where you keep ten grand? There's five grand in there. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> well, he's, and he's in Will Riker's Island where you should try their toilet yeah. wine. <laughs> um, with Roberto, who, the, I mean, Roberto still had a knife in, <laughs> in the prison. Like, why would they have taken that away? Because it's part of him. I thought it comes off. It does, but it's part of him. I mean, at the same time, playing devil, devil's advocate, advocate to myself, um, can robots actually be stabbed to death? They were in like a robot holding pen, right? I don't think there was like... There was a human in there. Was there? The tattooed guy was in there. Oh, okay. There, was mm-hmm. other, hmm. there were other options for stabbing targets. Yeah. I think oh, was that just... Larry the murder burglar? Yes. Yes. <laughs> there were some soft <laughs> options for stabbing in there. Well, okay. Also... Bender says he better carve a shiv for protection, and then he pulls out a switchblade. Yes. yes. <laughs> One of the better gags, I thought. That, that is right up my alley as far as a good visual He gag. had a, a knife in his, in his Magical chest, chest cavity. cavity, yes. And then and a stick, and he pulls out a knife to whittle a shiv. Yep, that one got me. I, I, well, I appreciate and, a joke like and that. And they took yes. all the other stuff out of there, so why didn't they yeah. take out that stuff? 
his uh his hat from the plays ball and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his accordion was in there it's all it's all very um goofy but but the the bad guy that tries to kidnap amy like she's just ready to go with it right away she seems powerless against anyone who's a, a miscreant or whatnot what is the attraction the bad boy attraction i don't yeah. know i'm apparently the bad boy filmmaker hey. as introduced bad boys. <laughs> it's not this, working for me i gotta find thing. an amy i guess i thought that just involved a lot of jumpsuits and wind i don't know i'm i'm I come from a different time. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but Larry the murder burglar, uh, that was the the last straw, and I think... Wait, was that Larry the murder burglar? Yeah, he says, so Larry the hi, murder hot stuff, I'm Larry the murder burglar. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, I thought it was the guy in the pen with them. No, no, okay, no, so Larry the murder burglar is in the pen with them. And he shows his tattoo, and then Amy pulls down her down pants, her pants and that's to show the last her straw for Kiff. Okay, But yeah. then she gets held at lightsaber point <laughs> Yes. Uh, when they're leaving. So there's there's two bad boys. Is she, she yeah, but she's not really being held. Like, she's like, oh, okay, I'll go with it. This sounds like fun, which just sends Kiff over the edge. He's tired of her ruffling yes. his petticoats. I know. <laughs> Watch your mouth. Yeah. I mean, it just seems like they're in two different places. But, well, they, but they're Fon Fon Ruse, which apparently doesn't mean anything. I did look that up. Yeah, that's just stupid terminology. I got it. Yeah. I got it. I, I was happy to see Google finish it out for me. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was a link right there ready for me. So that was nice. I didn't know what, if I was spelling it right or not. But, but Google figured it out. Mm-hmm. It's what, what is Prey Jance? Glad you did your research. Um, the... the uh, the the transition to Forbidden Planet Hollywood, <laughs> where, where <laughs> tourists mingle with Some, other tourists. That's great. That great. This is also the first time there. that Bender uses uh, "Let's go already," yeah. and he uses it more often. Does he? Yeah. Episodes. I didn't even know that yeah. was a catchphrase. It will be. Yep. Huh? I didn't realize that was the first time he said it though. Uh, the genesis of a catchphrase. Have you ever gone to a Planet Hollywood? Uh. No. I think I did when I was a kid. Are there any left? I was just at I remember one. them. Um, I don't think I've been to one. Last November in Sylvester Disney. Stallone is the only one that still owns one. I don't they, know. they had one at Disney Springs. I was there for a work thing and just went to meet some people, and they were there, and it was really like, oh, this is unpleasant. <laughs> it's not, I mean, it's just... I don't know. I like. I'm trying. I mean, I guess it's sort of like what the Hard Rock cafes were back in the day. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, look, here's a guitar that someone you know snorted coke off of in 1967. Maybe I'm getting my period drugs wrong or something. But like, it's like, oh, that's cool. And then it just they diluted their whole thing, and it became this meaningless, lame. Yeah. But um, just the stuff they had in there was so weird. And then the other thing was like, right when they walk in, there's a guy just kind of strolling by in like a pot leaf romper. And I, like, what is his deal? Cause it was just, it, it was clearly just like giant marijuana leaves all over it. I don't think I caught that. I didn't either. My eye has been trained. We'll gotcha. say. Yeah. I was, I saw the Chewbacca's feet and Iron Man's yeah. underpants and Elvis's pelvis. Yep. And, yeah. and so Calculon's agent was there too. Right, just like, do you think he got that that office space for free, or was he paying for that for his own <laughs> little minor celebrity? 
Um, I'm waiting for some sort of mixologist to come up with a drink that creates its own microclimate that rains itself back in. Though. Yeah, like, that's cool. That seems but, like something LBM so could that, come up with. So that's a one-off there, right? That's just like here. Is there any precedent for uh, that sort of technology? They may have done it before, but they, not. They either do it in an episode we just watched or one that is about to come up because I just watched like 10 of the upcoming episodes in a row. So I can't remember. How? Did, what? How? How that... I watch one and then forget to turn it off and do other stuff. <laughs> what so about the drinks? The the drinks that like refill themselves because they have a cloud over them that rains the drink back in. Like it. the they cheers. And no, I think it's the only episode that they. I thought they had something they like had that. There's one the where joint, it's like it's way back. maybe yeah it's it's Amy and Leela and they like cheers and then. Okay, it is coming up. I okay. know which one it is okay. now. It'll be in like two more episodes. See, it happens again. It's but a weird one to anyway. me because it's not particularly, it's not funny. It's, it's just, just not a tag to it. It's just, yeah. it's kind of neat. It's like, you look oh, at it. It's like, just, oh, that's, that's what the future will be like. It's, yeah. just a, it's a detail. I'm not sure what the purpose is exactly. Like, Pete, I don't know if you realize this, but did it seem like this episode had a ton of sound clips from the game, the uh, Futurama world of tomorrow game in it because it was like every two minutes i was like yep that's another one of amy's sayings <laughs> yeah you know, or it's like funny. three of farnsworth i've never played the game with the sound on <laughs> really <laughs> i i think maybe for like the first five minutes and when i got to the first battle scene where it was like the weird tetris music i'm like oh no i, well, I won't you, be having any of that when you tap on the characters do they, they say, say stuff, stuff. They say quotes from the game, but uh, I, <laughs> this one has a whole lot of Amy's. Like, every single one of Amy's is in this episode. It's I had weird. no idea, <laughs> and I'm still the only dumbass that's playing it on this show. Yeah. Anyway. I'm getting for, I'm, I almost have the seventh artifact. I, I, can't, I can't stop. I'm so The close. fact that you still haven't gotten it makes me glad that I stopped playing it, like, eight months ago. I, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, I got I to gotta do something on the toilet. That's just really <laughs> just like a mobile game or something. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it's, it's fine. I just, uh, you know, like I said, that bathroom time, you gotta, you gotta make a count. Sure. I, I, I mean, see. you do work from home, so it's true. You can take as long as you want in the bathroom. I don't, I don't with, ever with, take <laughs> with games and whatnot. I don't ever take as long as I want, but I will usually take as long as I need. I know that might, it's... Well, the reason I bring it up is because Amy says one of her lines here, which is when she says, looks like I'm back in the game. That was like the thing that the Amy character, every time you tap on her, says, well, it looks like I'm back in the game. Uh, oh. <laughs> for a game, for sure. That makes me want to delete it. Like, it just sounds like some now. mobile game garbage yeah. or it's just an excuse to include sound bites from elsewhere. I mean, so what What happens is Bender's complete abusive nature and Amy's, uh, you know, need for denigration just become a perfect combustible match here. Is there mm -hmm. precedent for them? Is there chemistry previously between Zero. Them? Okay. No. This is just for this Zero. episode. Out of the blue. Let's make it happen. Now, to be fair, Bender did say shut up. <laughs> he, he did. But uh, Amy is, as we've uh, tried to put a good spin on it, very sex positive. Mm -hmm. yeah. And has sort of, she gets around, but it's all consensual, fun adult times. Um, and she doesn't seem to have a lot of hangups about particular species or anything because i mean her and kiff were you know fawn fawn ruse they were dating for a long time before that she's gone out with like clouds of intelligence and, and all these other things so yeah, she's pioneering new territory 
Yeah, well. And she's also a scientist, which yes. is cool. She's got like, a, you know, she's a physics grad student. But that being said, the whole premise of this episode, which drives me nuts, like this is really the thing that just this drove me nuts about it to begin with when we talked about it the last time, is they make this big deal out of robosexuality. But there have been several episodes where human characters and robots have been engaged in like, you know, at the very least, sexual relationships. Well, where they're getting married. Though. That's the thing. It wasn't like the robosexuality that was the bad part. There was just no robosexual marriage. In no, it was just the taboo. robosexuality was the bad part. The preacher bot was. Well, yeah, they just, say it was. I'm saying that the they say that it was taboo, but it it's just not legal for them to get married. They can be robosexuals and have it be taboo but not be able to be married. But it wasn't even portrayed as a taboo before. Like when Fry was doing the Lucy Lou robot. Prop 8 wasn't topical at that point (laughs) like it was when this episode came out. That was the whole thing. (laughs) I get that It's about the room you're in, right? It's about the environment. So, you know, some people don't find it taboo. I don't know. It just, it seemed weird to go from seemingly more progressive to less progressive. And then I just realized what I said and the world we live in. I'm like, oh, (laughs) Mike Mike Pence is a heartbeat away from the presidency. Fuck. And then I get it now. Never mind. You've talked yourself out of this one. (laughs) I guess it would be incongruous if you saw Farnsworth not having issue with it before. Yes. That would be incongruous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that, that got all weird. But I think my favorite stupid throwaway gag from this entire episode. Circusitis. Yes. I knew it. It's too good. It's too good. Just the whole I also thing. looked that up and Google finished that for me as well. Because it had no really? it had no bearing on anything at all. Yeah, it was just no like point. we're gonna make Kermes you know, turn into a clown. It brings you into the scene and it gets you out of the scene with the gag. Mm-hmm. I think they went in and they were like, we need to have what that's where there's uh what what does happen in that scene? I think the professor gets all weird about the like that's it's, not, yeah. it's, it's Amy and Bender are hiding. Yeah, yeah. they their Bender's wearing there. Amy's pants. Right, that's what's going on <laughs> in that scene. So they need a little scene where they're hiding it, but there's not enough punch there. So somewhere on a drawing board in the writers' room was circusitis, and maybe it had been up there for forever. <laughs> yeah, and probably. Like, this is the time. Let's bring circusitis in. We'll start the scene with it. We'll end the scene with it. It's perfect. With the sh- the sh- feet. <laughs> And then blowing his nose and the the, the (laughs) handkerchiefs come out. And and just turning white. I mean, it was just... And then it goes away, like, immediately. Yeah, not a plot. I've been... I've noticed that a lot. There's, like... There's an A plot. We don't really have a B or C plot here. I thought maybe it'd be the tiles or get into the the planet. You know what? And there are episodes that usually do. So in that regard, this episode is a little different in that it's kind of just the one thing with a lot of supporting gags. Yeah. Uh, has anyone seen the movie Clown? No. Um, is that the movie that where the, the guy one? starts turning into he a gets clown? disease that yeah. turns him into a clown. It's yeah. like a, a legitimate body horror version of circusitis. Yeah. It's like just <clears throat> terrible. No. It's uh, directed by John Watts, who did the new Spider-Man movie. Okay, um, I'm thinking of something else. It's yeah, it's not. It's 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 an American film. But it's so gross. He, mm-hmm. His like nose starts to swell and turn red, and like he gets like this <laughs> smile, like kind of grows into his face. He's all. It's, it's just a lot of. The only like the clown fly, movie but. we talk about in this house, sir, is Shakes the Clown. Shakes the Clown. Are you seriously? Uh-huh. That's did that just go over everyone's head? Yeah, I have no idea what uh, you're talking about. Bobcat Goldthwait's first movie. Oh, okay. About. You know, a ne'er do well clown and a you know, his life as a clown in eighties Los Angeles amongst the clown community, and I think he becomes a a bank robber. 
It sounds cool. It's it's I've hilarious. I've never seen it, but it didn't ring a bell at first, but now I think I know it's, which one you're talking about. It's hilarious. About. I, I mean, I, and I think it's come up before, but like anything Bobcat Goldthwait has directed is fucking fantastic. It really is. It's real. Like his his entire output is just high quality. And it, it he's done horror. He's done dark, dark, dark that comedy. God Bless America movie. Yeah. Um, World's Greatest Dad. Yeah. Ooh, his, I like that His one. documentary about Barry Crimmins is great. Uh, it's called Call Me Lucky. But like, and he, he does it all on a very guerrilla level. Like it's all like super low budget and very well done. And it he's just... You know, it, it, he's a really interesting guy to listen to him talk about stuff because he just kind of divorced himself from all of the transgressive comedy of the 80s, which then got cheapened by all the Police Academy stuff. And he's just like, that's all people want to see when I go out to do stand-up, but I got to make alimony payments. So then he does this other stuff. And he's, he's a really well-regarded, like, TV and movie director now. Hmm. Um, I'll have to crack into that. But, yeah, I don't, I don't even know if you can find Shakes of Clown anywhere now, but definitely worth hunting down. Um, that being said... When uh, they after that scene where Bender's got Amy's pants on, they go outside. There's the couple walking across the street, just in the background, yes. that has the nudie bar dresses on. Yes, I, <laughs> I did notice those. those. I want to do that for Halloween. I think this year. I it's think just, I missed this one too. It was just it was, it was a visual they were teeny gag in the tiny back. at the bottom of the screen. Just a couple holding hands, wearing like those see-through plastic outfits with like the black bars covering up the okay the yeah. naughty bits. Yeah. And and they've they've popped up here and there before. It's just like mm-hmm. it's a type of you know it's like a style of dress in the future. Cool, and it's right. it's silly. Um, but that at that point, that's where the preacher bot is just going off on robosexuality. Mm-hmm. And the part that I don't understand is why is it wrong? Why is it wrong? Why is it wrong? It's uh, I mean I don't know. I don't think it should be wrong. So therefore, I can't answer that question. Why do you think the, the preacher bot thinks it's wrong? Well, he's clearly I, got his own. Yeah, I don't think yeah. the preacher bot does think it's wrong. We find out why Professor thinks it's wrong. Yes. I think it's just people, the same reason why people think gay marriage is wrong. or There's no valid like, reason. There's no, it's. Wait, it isn't? <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't know me. What if I came in here and no, I was I, like. <laughs> I know you. <laughs> I mean, which just makes some assumptions. Take a turn. Oh, <laughs> beat you with one of these I'm just, mic stands uh, for your intolerance, my, you fuck. My point is, is that <laughs> you it's, don't like intolerance or getting hit in the face by me. If you <laughs> skipping ahead a little, sorry. It would it would be wrong to people that feel it's wrong, and you can't really explain that. I mean, I guess you could, but probably the same thing. Like a lot of it, this is probably the same reason why uh, they showed that tape. Uh, that video to Fry when he uh, was dating the Lucy Lubot. Oh, right. Okay. So, because humanity. Change is scary. It just. It's not change, though. It's been going on forever. You can. Uh, what do you think was going on behind the scenes on Lost in Space? <laughs> <laughs> what do you What do you think Dr. Smith and Robbie the Robot were up to? All right, this is an interesting conversation, not just this, but to broaden it out and like mm-hmm. examples of robosexual relations and other I mean, the, you know, it's not like it, we'll say it's not like homosexuality where it's got analogs in even the animal kingdom and we assume through the uh, entire course of human behavior. So when robots first started being created, we'll say in the 50s, okay, robots, you know, the face scientists that created them were certainly diddling them. Have you been and watching was, Silicon Valley? 
I just finished this season. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have I not watched the new Lost in Space, but apparently it's very good. I haven't seen it yet either. I'm a, I'm crazy for Parker Posey, so that'll get me to watch just about anything. <laughs> I think Parker Posey's kind of crazy for everything. That's sort of her <laughs> charm. Um, I, I don't know. That's just that's the thing. It seems like so forced. I guess that they I get that they were trying to make this a whole prop eight thing, but mm-hmm. it's just well, it's really it's one of those things where like just having the energy to care. Seems like too much. Like, like the the fact that you've got that kind of emotional energy to focus on something like that that vehemently that has no bearing on your life whatsoever. Like, you need a hobby besides shouting down people who love each other in a way that you just can't comprehend. That happens a lot on the street that I work on. Really? Yeah. On on weekends, on like Saturdays a lot, there's a guy that just stands down by the that little uh, square uh, at, like, Market yeah. and 25th and yeah. just shouts things about people going to hell. Mm. That's... In a uh, megaphone. So it's just really distorted and crazy. Yeah. It's a lot of saying about how everyone's going to hell and Jesus is the only troop. Jesus Anything, is the only... The troop? Any true. 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 Is a join the Jesus troop, the J troop. Mm. Was that a '90s boy band? The J troop. J troop. Yeah. It sounds like it. Five There's... guys, all that had names starting with the J. <laughs> Justin, Jeremy, Jason, Jason, <laughs> Jez, Jesus. Jason B, and Jason Jason's Q. Q. <laughs> Such an unlikely first initial for a last name. So. Uh, for some reason, single mother, <laughs> let's get her. Yes, they have to go chase the single mother. But uh, we go into the the Planet Express, and Farnsworth has everybody gather into the ship's basement, which Good is gag. like a weird great gag. It's a tornado. You gotta go <laughs> yeah, in the basement. They go to the ship's basement, <laughs> it's which made is out like of an wood. old. It's I mean, an old wooden basement. Door. Yes, Zoidberg it's the best. Them. It's it's like the. Uh, the 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 most typical cellar in any old house. So <laughs> thinking about a spaceship having a basement is oh. just is very hard to Hilarious. just fathom because <laughs> they don't. Like a they can't. In a spaceship, I like. Yeah, but I mean, really, when you go below deck in any ship, isn't that basically like a basement? I I, th- I consider a basement below ground only. What if you were in a ship and you went below water? That's not a basement. What is it? It's the bottom of the ship. If you have a cellar door like that, I don't care where it's at. That's a basement. You got to close it from that, overhead. Yeah, that is. But that's, that's a basement. If you can't open the window because, door. you know, dirt or water will come in, I think it counts as a basement. <laughs> the floor of a building partly or entirely below ground level. See, I do think that is an important so, detail. Yeah, okay, I, now I Google basement the... on a ship. <laughs> So, for some reason, this is where Farnsworth stores all of his uh, jarred weather. Pickled weather. <laughs> his pickled, pickled winds and, and weathers. weathers. That is uh, unbelievably stupid. For the county fair. Include sunny, snow flurry, hail with onions, and his grandmother's cranberry raisin typhoon. <laughs> He's got no tornado. So, 
uh, he'll be damned if he's going to let Mrs. Girdleson take the blue ribbon again. Also, the basement not a, of a not ship a is called a hold. Yes. Yeah, that makes so sense. So there is a basement, though. Yeah, yeah but it's, but it it it's hold. the hold. It's not the it's basement. Not the, it's not a basement. But a hold wouldn't be good enough to defend you against a tornado. You and that's a also basement a, a basement is where you keep your pickled anything. If you're a canner or like a, a person that jars fruits or makes salsa or whatever. We have like, a canning cellar downstairs. See? A little canning closet. It is, it's such a throwaway joke. It's pretty easy to miss. Yeah. When they're just like, we're going to the basement. I did, did, uh, see, I didn't, it didn't even phase me because I'm like, of course there's a basement in a ship. <laughs> I thought it was weirder that it was made out of wood than anything else, but why not? I mean, you could panel it to make it cozy. Uh, it's, it's a quick and stupid joke about tornadoes. Yeah. <laughs> now, given uh, the... The seemingly endless series of random shit that you've done, Michelle, have you ever mm-hmm. submitted baked goods or pickles to the county fair or the estate fair or anything? No. The estate fair? State fair. Oh. <laughs> no. Would, I mean, did you ever do any horse competitions or anything at them? Yeah. Okay. Every year. So, <laughs> so it was, I mean, you, com- you competed. At a state fair, yes. But you not in the not food in portion like the, of things. Not in the pickling or pie okay no pickled winds or weathers no i have a friend that's done some county fair so she's actually won some stuff at the county fair submitting baked goods and whatnot but it seems like a lot of i don't know you know like you go and you see it it's been sitting out for a couple days and everything starts to look a little like i don't know I never used to like going to the county fair, and then I had a kid, and then you can take them and go on the rides, and they enjoy it, and you eat, like, shitty food for an hour, and then everybody feels nauseous, and you go home. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. great. Bride, everything on a stick. Mm-hmm. They have, there's a, there's a, a, a kiosk called Cracker Billies that sells alligator. Mm-hmm. Gator. Mm-hmm. I think I have, I don't think we bought anything from that stand, but I, I'm aware. You missed It was out. really expensive. I can't remember it if I ate gator expensive. if I didn't. I think it was like 16 bucks for like ga- one gator on a stick. No, but maybe gator no, on a stick was, with fries. It was definitely that much just a gator for basket something. Would be like I was, $16. Well, maybe it was a basket. But I think the cheapest thing was $14 and I was like, fuck mm, this. No. Not at a not at a fair from the, I'm not from a stand. I'm not spending <laughs> that much money. No, if this was plated at a restaurant. Yes. With, exactly. With some sort of aioli. And uh yeah. The the Winchester has has gator. They have fried deep fried gator. Really? At the Winchester, what does? Yeah. Oh, the Winchester. Mm-hmm. Or they did at one point. I don't I know re- if it's I still on the menu. Really go there they kind of changed their menu around. Yeah, they got just, good stuff there. Yep. I th- um, you, I think you were there the time I got the gator bites. Mayhaps. I think I think you were. Ultimately, it's Bender and Amy go missing and they're missing out yeah. on the hot pickle action and it turns out they are the hot pickle action. That was that, <laughs> that was the whole point of the tornado segment then was just to get yeah, them caught. Yeah, was to get them caught. Yeah. I think but, it might be invigorating to do it in a tornado. Absolutely. I mean, unless you were like getting ripped apart by very strong winds. Is well, the show always so horny? Uh, it's gotten more so since these new episodes yeah, came Comedy back. Comedy Central kind of horned it up. It did became a bit raunchier, but there's always been, like we said, Amy's been a sex positive character from the beginning, but mm-hmm. you, there's a lot more side boob and ass in Futurama these days than there were at the earlier seasons. Yeah, I did. I did take notice. <laughs> um, the, uh, but that at that point, the professor just loses his shit. The the whole tornado segment was I've pickled winds and weathers is 
very funny to me. <laughs> yeah. It goes nowhere, which almost makes it funnier because it's mm-hmm. such a bizarre throwaway. It's well, this weird, like, high concept of stupidity. Do you think just... it's like a callback to the drinks they were having earlier at the club where they pickle the winds and weather and then it becomes like your artisanal bitters or something? Interesting. I didn't think but about I don't that. think if that was an intended connection, I think they kind of blew it because it's mm-hmm. not obvious enough. That seems like a deep... A deep dive. A Sometimes I have these epiphanies while right. we're talking, and then I forget them immediately after saying <laughs> them. The whole the whole snafu of them were trying to like ghost bust their tornado on jetpacks or whatever they yeah. were doing, where they couldn't yeah. hear each other. Great, that was, was great. Yeah, classic. So, on the count of three, what does she say? I like. I'm not I like in after position. the countdown, Zoyberg saying, "I'm ready for the countdown now." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and uh, the professor immediately narks on Amy to Leo and Inez. Yeah, what a piece of shit, huh? He's, well, he's very... He's old. He is, but he's also kind of an asshole. Just, <laughs> I, he's been that way since he was young. At least it's come off that way in flashbacks and whatnot. But Yeah, because he says, a pair of deviant robosexuals, not under my roof. Better says, what about on the roof? And then he goes, get your mind out of the gutter. What about in the gutter? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then he gets the preacher bot to drag Bender off to the reprogramming camp. Um, but when, when they got to the Wong Ranch and there's a sign that says no broke backing. No broke backing. <laughs> That's cheap. That's I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> when did that one come out? That was like 2006. Six or seven, I was. Was it because I remember going to see it with my friend and her high school boyfriend? So, has that high school boy boy two thousand five? Has that high school boyfriend come out since then? I don't know. I saw the movie in theaters and I loved it. I I didn't. I I mean, is it's beautiful? Angley's movies generally are uh, horrifying and heartbreaking, as his movies generally are. uh, You know, when you get to that point, but uh, like the Hulk. (laughs) <laughs> horrifying and heartbreaking I think fits that too yeah um you, you know but it, it's just it's so weird I just like I can't and we've we've talked about this with a bunch of stuff it's like what we've talked about with like sexism or homophobia or whatever it's just like how can you muster like I can't feel anything about anything really so to get that excited and agitated about anything that doesn't even have to do with you is just like, why do you like care? And it's, I mean, like, and I don't mean it like 100% because obviously the shit that's happening to people who are disenfranchised or, you know, whatever, like right now, like the stuff that's happening with the migrant families and things is fucking horrible. Like mm-hmm. that's horrible. That's outrageous. Like in the sense of like, this is making me outraged, but that's because it's just fucking wrong. Whereas, Oh yeah, these people are gonna go into their house and do whatever the fuck they want to do, and it's got nothing to do with you, and you're gonna like pick it, like, like, like how, how gay do you think Fred Phelps is, or Mike Pence for that matter? Like, you know, the guy behind the Westboro Baptist Church. Like mm-hmm. how, because it's it's literally just like a one to one correlation. Like you know, every time there is a politician who is vehemently anti-gay, they are to a fault like outed as doing crystal meth with with gay prostitutes you know it it's like it certainly happens often enough but i also don't even know if that connection matters either like who who cares mm-hmm. if they're hiding something 
the the com- like the saying of these things to begin with is the problem. Well, yeah. it's it's the it's the hypocrisy of it. It's sure. it's like you know, and I, I don't know the whole thing. It just I can't wrap my head around it really when it gets into things like like racism or sex or whatever. It's just like like I have I've had this thing happening at work where a coworker thinks that a client is just being outright shitty to her because she's a woman. And just he thinks he could be a total asshole to her. And I'm like, I absolutely believe you that that is happening. It's fucked that it's happening. I can't even like get myself into the headspace where I'd be like, oh yeah, that's that's perfectly fine. Like, why mm-hmm. wouldn't that happen? You know, it's just it's so hard to digest in so many ways. This is really going off the rails. <laughs> I just, I, it's just like the state of our world is just fucking awful. It's weighing on you, man. I know. Yeah. We're just here to talk about stupid cartoons, and it's like, wait, but what about gay reprogramming camps? But nothing's just a stupid cartoon, though, right? Especially, Definitely. Like, I mean, have you I mean, seen this, Family this... Guy? Uh, <laughs> I love that show. Uh, so. You're fired, Tom. Cancel it already. I'm just, just done. Just done. Um, but, so, Amy is at the Wong Ranch. They're trying to get Amy to... Uh, Pick a man because Inez wants to be a grandmother five minutes from nine months from now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Bender's at the uh, Camp Rectifier, Camp Rectifier uh, praying on the week since 2976. Which is, you know, the, it's is it like a triple entendre where you have Rectifier is like to make something, you know, straight. It's also a component in a, an electrical circuit yes that mm-hmm. is the joke but then also <laughs> it sounds kind of like rectum i mean no i don't th- i think uh, you went too far with that did i yeah i was just, just hey, i was there with you yeah. yeah yeah so uh fry shows up to rescue amy from her robosexual desires wank <laughs> <laughs> and then uh Amy says, if I understand you correctly, I've seen the error of my ways. <laughs> like, <laughs> wink. <laughs> so uh, there, she's she escapes quite easily uh, because, you know, they're Leo and Inez are stupid. <laughs> they really are. Uh, then they, they talk to, if you can't talk about your problems with us, that would be okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, then there's the recalling character or the recurring character of the trans robot. Oh yeah, the, the Puerto uh, Rican transsexual robot. The, the hermaphrobot, actually. Is that is yes. that the name? And then uh, Fatbot is there. Yes. And then there's like just a very effeminate gay robot. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'm just a post <laughs> pre-trans. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's pre-op oh, transformer. Pre-op transformer. That was later. Right. That was the yeah. at the at the parade. Yeah. I, it just that whole thing. And then, of course, the preacher bot is, like, super turned on by all the robosexual play, which, uh, you know, uh, is not surprising. I mean, it's almost but a hack joke at that point. Right? They Fry, Amy, and Leela, and Zoidberg go to rescue Bender from Camp Rectifier by hiding inside the dummy of <laughs> the, the human woman that... Preacher Bot is having them confront their demons by like making out in front of him with a dummy human, but they're all in the dummy. Yes. So uh, I just like that end 
the the gag that ends the scene where Zoidberg just says, I guess we could have should have waited in the ship. Like <laughs> they're all inside of the dummy and Bender and Amy to get out of the scene. Yeah. We don't really know how them hiding in this dummy facilitated the escape at all. Like what happened? Yeah, they just Well the preacher bot left. Yeah. He just walked away. So, so how did they help? None. It was just a joke. This is just one of those little details that I'll zero yeah. in on with, with exiting scenes and stuff like that. Yeah. But like, what kind of situation were we in? How did we get out of it? How did we actually... How did we even get into it? <laughs> at the end of the day, none of it even matters. Well, you got to move at such a fast clip when you have mm-hmm. 21 minutes. So. Yes. It's, it's so... Uh, that part's goofy. I, I just like the fact where... They come out of it, and Bender proposes to Amy, and then she cuts Zoidberg open Ew. with the ring. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> that really bothered me. <laughs> and that that's a throwaway joke that, like, yeah. okay. He can, he can molt. It'll How do I back. know it's real? Ugh. Ugh. Um, yeah, the, uh, the robo-sexual pride parade was pretty intense. You had the pre-op transformer. You had hedonism bot. Um. Then Bender, when he gets up to do the the speech, started naming off the groups that can marry. You had Mambot and Fembot, Donbot, and, which had Donbot and Fanny, mm-hmm. Man and Woman, which was Polly Shore and Fry's ex-girlfriend Michelle, yeah. Man and Man, Interracial, Interplanetary, and Ghost and Horse. Ghost and Horse, yes. <laughs> which... I want to be in a ghost and horse marriage. I want to actually think see about if we it. can find any other examples of ghost horse relationships in other media. <laughs> if anyone's got anything, uh, Is there like a haunted Mr. Ed or something? <laughs> were there any... Uh, so I'm, I'm going to step out on a limb here again, Michelle. But mm-hmm. when you were growing up... Mm-hmm. Cause, and I asked this because my, my younger sister, is, she's actually about your age, um, you know, grew up around horses and stuff too. Mm-hmm. So she has quite an affinity for them. Did you but know she any had, ghosts? But she had a lot of horse-based media. Yeah. Like Black Beauty and yes. things like that. So was there any like haunted <laughs> ghost horse books or like some sort of crime-solving group of teens who yeah. rode horses? Yes. With a, yes, there, there was that. What was it? God, I'm trying to remember was what it was a, wait, called. Was I it had a ghost a horse? of them. No, it was it was like the Babysitter's Club, but it was like a group of girls who rode horses. Oh, God, what was shit. that? What was that called? Uh, I had a whole bunch of those books, and I read them all, and I'm sure one of them was like, the barn's haunted. It had to be. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> <laughs> Hold by on. A, by a horse ghost. Up. Yeah. This, this crossover doesn't seem so unlikely anymore. I thought the, no. the pairing of ghost and horse was strange at first, but now. And it's like the Hardy Boys, but yeah. with horses, or Nancy Drew with horses, or the three investigators with horses. <sighs> what was it called? Uh, I'll figure it out. <laughs> but the, this had the uh, the scene with, I think it's been the banner on our page forever, the Stand Up for Equality s- shot. And then next to that, I didn't realize that there was the one of fall down and be able to get, uh, <laughs> be unable to get up for traditional marriage. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, you know, I, I guess making a comment that old people are, you know, intransigent. It's, it's the hope we're all holding on to, right? Just waiting for, waiting for... The opinions we don't agree with to die off, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, and then the people younger than us will do the same exact thing. Yeah, it's the cycle. Yeah, but man. our opinions are the best. <laughs> that's, 
That's the whole no, there, thing. There were a couple things I held on to in this episode. Also one, uh, my parents may be evil, but at least they're stupid. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's kind of also a hope that I feel a lot of us uh, are holding on to. It was uh, called the Saddle Club. The Saddle Club. <laughs> I could have told you that. I think that's a place down in the flats, and I don't think it has anything to do with <laughs> mysteries or horses. Um, I've just, I've heard things. Um, the, uh... So this is, I mean, they, they put out the actual proposition of infinity and it becomes a whole thing. There's uh, that anti-robosexual commercial, which is like... Th- that <laughs> was based off of a real commercial. For Prop 8? For Prop 8. Oh, my yeah. God. Stock footage of clouds. The clouds, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can't compete. But the, the having George Takei as the debate host. Uh, He's been a recurring character. His face I'm sure he has changed. Been. Did it? Yes, because in this episode, he's like your young George Takei. But in the game, he's like old, like current day. They've used a few different George Did Takei faces. Did they re-render him now? Did he have a bunch of work done? Uh, you know, I don't know. It's hard to say. Head, it's, it's hard okay to tell with head and jars. Heads, heads and jars. I always find celebrity cameos to be cheap. Uh, he's in a few episodes, though, yeah, and like I, Al Gore is in a few episodes. Stephen Hawking, Stephen been on Hawking. This. Yeah, that's a whole Futurama. Michelle yeah. Nichols, that I the, you know the the mm-hmm. severed heads, preserved heads, or whatever. Gary Gygax. It just Gary seemed Gygax, like an excuse yeah. to get the Simpsons cameos in mm-hmm. a show that takes place way later. Yes. Like, well, and just get floating heads to show up. Yeah. It's kind of humor that you could only get when you can afford it. That's a part of. That's cheap might be the wrong word then. I, I bet, look, you're a local independent filmmaker. I know just local meaning that you work out of here. Sure. I bet you could get uh, Mark from Norton Furniture. He just friended me on Facebook the other day. I bet you could get <laughs> Big Chuck and Little John. if you. Uh, all you I mean, yeah. all you have to do is ask. No, certainly. The, the real get would be Superhost, but I think he's dead. Superhost. Are you, did you grow up here? Yeah, I did. Mm, I, I, I got I got the other ones here. Are you fucking kidding me? What about Barnaby? Barnaby. I know, yeah. I'm Barnaby, Barnaby. Ha- Barnaby was like local Captain Kangaroo. Okay. Superhost was the Saturday afternoon, you know, monster movie guy. And he was like this, this like sort after of... After Goularty? This was, well, this was like during the day, probably 80s, late okay. 70s, early 80s. Kind of a out of shape, like Parma Polish looking guy. Big nose, he'd... Do do it with red on the end just to make it look like he had the you know the the drunky nose, and he'd wear like a Superman outfit, but he was all out of shape. <laughs> oh yes, I remember. And he'd have like okay. big satin boxer shorts and blue overalls. And Probably before we were old enough to. Yeah, I have no idea who that this is. Guy. I'm not from yeah. here, so th- that's that's older than us. Yeah, but uh, you know, I'm sure there was some analog down in Columbus at some point too. Um, hmm. But I mean, you know, I think for things Fritz like the that, night owl, probably. Yeah, even so, Marty just like Sullivan. getting somebody to show up. Yeah, I, it's never been a joke that that works for me. Not even getting Tim Misney to wrestle a bear. Like there are there are probably examples, and I appreciated oh, the, the George Takei joke of uh, the last time I heard a speech that great was when Will Shatner yeah. Yeah. Had to explain why he couldn't pay me back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good. I do. I like envisioning a Will Shatner being so like charming and overdrawn with something as you know why I can't pay you back. I like to imagine that speech when when I was thirteen years old. 
and I was avidly into comic books at that point, they did a Comic-Con here in Cleveland Mm -hmm. at the Cleveland Convention Center. Not the new fancy one. The old one where there was, like, fossilized feces on the ground in the restrooms. (laughs) Um, I have a picture I'll need to show you from, like, 2008. It was was bad. It was a bad, (laughs) bad venue. So this this is, like, in the late 80s. And my... A friend of my family took me down there. I'd never been to one. It's basically just a warehouse of like comic book guys with like comics. But George Takei was supposed to be the guest speaker. I didn't stick because I didn't care about Star Trek, so yeah. I didn't stick around to see it. But like that, he would he was on that circuit at that point. Mm. It's like oh, I could have met him. This was oh hello, you know. Just he he seems so genuinely engaging and nice. Yeah, you know, it's it's you just want the best for him. <laughs> I'm glad that all of those horrible accusations turned out to be poppycock, so to speak. Um, but their, with their, um, their debate, uh, the professor starting with back when I was full of piss and vinegar and my bed wasn't. It's a good one. It's a very Grandpa Simpson esque <laughs> line. Like that's, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's gotten used on both of them. <laughs> but. He, he comes back with the story of how he was dumped by a robot. Dumped for a robot by a robot. So he's, again, someone who's vehemently opposed to robosexuality because he is, in fact, a robosexual. Her name wasn't Eunice. It was Eunice 47. 47. I like that the first robot <laughs> capable of a, getting a boat loan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't, hasn't that been used before? Yes. Yeah, I think so. I yeah. think that, that was a, that was a joke that got used in something. Yeah. And, um, a clone of my own and with, uh, well, professor says that he was with unit 47 for 43 years. Yeah, was he was in a 43 detail. year relationship with a robot. that's a long time a really long time and at that point i was like wasn't when was he with mom because he was with mom a bunch of times so was it like before unit 47 during after that's as long as i've been alive (laughs) that's how long the professor was with unit 47 i mean that's a good run it's a good run and then good run then he got with mom i assume before and or after with that so i don't know what he got all like you know because uh igner we've established yeah. as of one of the movies i don't remember which one now uh is the professor's son but it's like that song that Cher sings that you know there can be life after love do you believe do you believe in it i apparently we need to <laughs> i can the feel something should. inside me say i when i feel things inside me they don't talk they just make horrible gestures <laughs> It's it's a bad situation. Well, uh, George Takei was uh, at the end of the debate hugging everyone in spirit, and now they're hugging me back. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> like, he just had to imagine in his head that anyone cared. He's in spirit hugging people. I mean, that's just imaginary hugs. Those can be good. I feel like that's one of those things where it's like, yeah, just smile and eventually you'll be happy. A smile's like a... Or just laugh and eventually you'll be happy. Um, At the end of it, it all just, I mean, like to wrap this up, it's (laughs) just very abrupt. Very, very abrupt. It's a silly resolution. Yeah, they're suddenly watching television at the Planet Express and uh, voters approved Proposition Infinity and robosexual marriage became legal. 
And uh, I just like Morbo's comment was, what's next, gay or robosexual marriage? <laughs> like they didn't even establish that. Right. After all of that rigmarole. And, you know, then Bender calls off the wedding because Amy wants to be in a mon- monogamous. But the, even that seems out of character for her. Like it seems like, you know, like she was monogamous with Kiff because that seems like what Kiff would want. But I don't see that as being a core tenet of mm-hmm. Amy's deal. I don't know. Just because she's sex positive doesn't mean she doesn't want monogamy. This is true. Those things, they're not mutually exclusive. You would think that, though, after it became approved, she would be less into it because it's not. That's true, because it's not like like the bad boy thing. Well, here we go with our Grease ending of Kiff requesting a wailing fungus song and dedicating it to Amy. Uh, number 12, Shut Up and Love Me by Wailing Fungus, which, <laughs> by the way, was, uh, it was Billy West. Was that, his, was that his actual band? He was playing guitar and singing. All right. Wailing uh, Fungus was in something else. It was, uh, another was the, episode. the episode with Beck. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where Bender becomes a folk musician. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's. Bend, bending in the wind. Yes. Then anyway, Kiff Kiff's outside on like standing on a motorcycle, like against a motorcycle, his leather jacket on and sunglasses, and got a bad boy makeover. Yep. He uh he Sandra deed it and <laughs> changed his his look and attitude to please the other person in the relationship, and they ride off into the sunset. Did you ever see Grease Two? Yes. Yes. Is it Michelle I, Pfeiffer is in it? Yeah, and some oh, weird British to. guy. And the guy that plays Rex it's, Manning from Empire Records? It's um, not good, but <laughs> is, Michelle okay, Pfeiffer's in it. Yeah, but is, not, but is Greek, okay, but I'd counter with, is Grease 1 good? Uh, depends on your... It matters. Depend on who, depends on who you are, what you like. I, think, I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's great. I don't think it's a genius or... Do you like musicals? That's really... It's also like one of the lamest musicals. Yeah, it is. Certainly one of the most noteworthy. It's it's, it's like I get songs from the movie stuck in my head all the time for no reason. All of them. Yeah. (laughs) I used to love Grease when I was a kid. I think if you're a kid, you can be super into Grease. I think there's like like (laughs) based on the fingerprints I see all over my house, that's true. (laughs) Yuck! Yuck! (laughs) (laughs) Kids are filthy. Kids. Yeah, but anyway, I think it's kind of like how Hamilton's like the big musical yeah. going on right now in it's the '80s the when Grease came days. out. Yeah, Grease yeah. was big. Like, I mean, I'm not gonna lie; I don't have any sort of affinity for musicals at all. If I if I went through and kind of poked around in my brain, I could probably find a couple that was like, "Oh yeah." I like that a lot, but mostly it's not my thing. Grease is dumb, but it's noteworthy for its simplicity it's and its purity and, and its place that yes. it holds. In and the, it's weird, weird, weird ending where the, the the car takes off and flies into the sky. Ooh, like, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. don't remember. No, I didn't it's know what that yeah. to at the end. The, yes. the theory is, is that Sandy died She's dead the and, whole time. and, and yeah. drowned while on summer vacation and this is like a hallucination uh and like their relationship's mm-hmm. going they don't need is rose. she a ghost and john travolta's a horse that's like the fan theory he does have a mouth <laughs> is that 
it's the the fan theory is that in the beginning when she says she nearly drowns and and you know he yeah. showed up splashing <laughs> around and all that she died she drowned and she's dead the whole time and like fantasizing going to school and then at the end because she's like she like transforms herself and they get into the convertible and the, the, the grease lightning and they f- just they drive away for no reason from like the school end of the year carnival and then D- and they're in the sky. And they're in the sky. <laughs> Literally, the car takes off and they go, huh? Whoa. Like, it happens. <laughs> okay. So is the suggestion then that John Travolta molested her body too? No. No. Okay. It's just that she's dead and the whole thing is like Why her in purgatory. Why is there fantasy of so many complications? I don't know. Like, like, what does Rizzo thinking she's pregnant have anything to do with, <laughs> with it? Is that, is that bitch had it's it coming? very detailed. The devil's in the details. Well, it's she didn't have herself. it coming. It was Kaniki who used the condom he'd had in his wallet since he was 12. Okay, I see this. <laughs> your, your grease knowledge comes don't, to the front Don't there. blame Rizzo, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh. You and your cis white male bullshit. I, look, <laughs> I've I've made sure that I would never inflict that on another woman again. I've got <laughs> I've got the medical receipts to prove it. Um, <laughs> thank you for coming on the show, Joe. Yeah, no problem. Yes, Plug. Thanks. Yeah. Plug. What? So uh, you are. Uh, we've had Dan Bernardi on previously, yeah. and Michelle's done work in all this mustache adjacent things. But you are Very also an so. all this uh, uh, all this mustacher. Must, An, uh, yeah. A mustachist? Yeah. What's the... What's a mustache the just in general, I think, works. And you, you know, got one. It's a mustache. Yeah. Yeah, but you're a mustache too, Michelle. Okay, yeah. <laughs> suppose. He's a... Uh, I mean, he's like am for short. You just like the ams. You know, I'm not... I don't like that one. I'm just... I'm, I'm just throwing <laughs> them out. I don't know. We're spitballing here. We're workshopping. I'm trying... I'm, I'm part of the beard. <laughs> I'm trying to understand. Yes, the, the beard is our extended family. I'm part of the oldest beard. But the current project is called Public Access? Public Access 3000, yeah. It's a gigantic sketch comedy show that we've been... We started shooting in November, wrapped a couple weeks ago, so now we're in post-production. It's going to be about an hour's worth of sketch comedy content that's all sorts of... Parody, genre parody, lots of sci-fi stuff in there too. So I awesome. think Futurama fans might get a kick mm-hmm. of some of the sci-fi parody that we have going on. Cool, like high concepts, ludicrous. So. We're uh, what about previously released stuff? Is that available out there? Yeah, we have a we have a YouTube page, just Aldous Mustache. That's got a lot of our other stuff on that, or you know, Facebook, Instagram. It'll be in the follow us. The, the link will be notes. in the show notes. Show notes. Cool. Do you spell mustache with an O or not? No O. So it's it's. There is an O in Aldous, and there is no O in Mustache. There is no O in Mustache. Trust me, we have never. There is not a name you could have more problems with than Aldous Mustache. <laughs> oh, I've been in bands where that can. I'll, I'll explain <laughs> off mic. <laughs> oh, the joys of naming a band before the internet. Um, yeah. Anything else? Do, any sort of live events or anything that you guys are doing? Uh. Nothing that we have locked right now. We're looking to do some stuff in the future. Uh, I got. I've been talking to some of the comedy shows around here, trying to do some live stuff or show some of our film stuff there. Lovely. But nothing. Nothing to announce just yet, but in the future, yeah, we're working I'll, harder than we ever have. So. In the future, I'll announce when the when Public Access Three Thousand comes out and oh, yeah. maybe get some people at your your premiere. Yeah. Yeah. Red carpet. We could. Oh, we could interview people on the red carpet. <laughs> <laughs> It just has to be about fashion, though. Oh, I, we could talk about anything but. I'll anything talk about but. anything but. 
Oh, you mean, okay. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we have butt stuff covered on this show, but we can talk about butt stuff on the red carpet, too. It's, I mean, honestly, I'll talk about butt stuff anytime you want. It's, <laughs> at, at home, at work, at play, it's all, it's all you know, on the table. Um, none of our butts are on this table right now, but give it a minute and I can clear it off. <laughs> um, so thanks for listening, folks. Uh, always a pleasure to have you on the other end of our voices. We can be reached at uh, slurmcast.com, which has a list of all of our episodes, links to um, you know uh, information associated with the show, like all this mustache. It has links to our tea Public shop where you can buy pretty awesome Futurama-themed T-shirts, uh, that we will get a percentage of when you buy it. You can email us at slurmcastpod at gmail.com. Uh, you can text or call us at 216-438-1077. You can find us on Facebook or on Twitter and Instagram at slurmcastpod, and it would be a fantastic thing if you went and rated and reviewed us in iTunes. If you get another five in, we'll have Michelle tell another crazy story about the Saddle Club sure. and ghost horses and I found ghost one. things. Found one. Uh-oh. What the mystery of the what? It was called Ghost Rider. <laughs> uh, Could have told you that too. Was the, Nicolas Cage in it? Because oh my fucking god, that would have been the, the best kids Google, book ever. Google Books uh, blurb about it says when Lisa, Carol, and Stevie. Oh, um, by the way, Stevie is Stephanie, but she's a tomboy. Oh. When Lisa, Carol, and Stevie head west to the Bar Nun Ranch, they have a great time planning a Halloween party with their friend Kate and John, a Native American boy who works on the ranch. Uh-oh. The Saddle Club is also thrilled when they get to the chance to see a herd of wild horses, including the beautiful gray stallion that Kate wants to adopt. Then John tells the girls a mysterious Indian legend about a gray stallion and warns Kate to keep mm. her distance from the one in the herd. Is John just playing a Halloween trick, or is Kate about to ride into danger? The Saddle Club is determined to find out. What, and on what, that note, what is his name? Who? John's name. You said something, John. No, just John. John, the Native American Kate boy that and works John. at Barn Ranch. Oh, Barnum. see, you never brought up Kate again. You just said Kate and John. I thought it was like his name was Kate and John. Oh no, <laughs> Kate and John. <laughs> like I, want, I want to know what Kate means. <laughs> All right, uh, go tell, call us, and tell us about your ghost horse stories, everybody. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. See ya.